Hey guys, welcome to the Indie Game Development Podcast. We tackle the challenges of indie game development head-on, from the technical to the emotional, and talk about the secrets to conquering self-doubt on your journey to crafting games that people will love. Subscribe so you never miss another episode, and if you haven't already, give us a rating and review so that this podcast gets shared with more people. We'd really, really appreciate it. Ready? Let's go. Today I want to talk about five things that will destroy your motivation before you've even made your game. Okay, And if you fall victim to any of these five things, you're probably going to quit your project. How many awesome game ideas have you had that you haven't made yet? Or how many have you started that fizzled out after a couple of days, weeks, or months? Let's get right into it. So the first thing is perfectionism. Trying to get things absolutely perfect, especially on your first attempt, it's going to affect your motivation in a really, really horrible way. The problem with perfectionism is you're not giving yourself proper breathing room for failure, okay? And failure is a part of the process of making games. And actually, if you're not failing at things on a regular basis, probably a daily basis in game development, then you're probably not trying hard enough. Because the more you fail, then the more you expand and improve and develop and hone your skills. I cannot emphasize this enough. I know, like, you see it everywhere. Embrace your failure. Like, I I, I understand, but... Failure, it's one of your best tools. It really is. Failure is not something to be afraid of. It's the key to your success. Trying and failing over and over is how you learn what doesn't work and how you will eventually get it right. But when you're putting this really heavy expectation of this thing, whatever this thing might be, needs to be exactly the way I want. It has to be perfect before I let myself move on to other things. Then you're really just going to hate the process of making games in general, and you're going to be less likely to come back tomorrow and try the same thing again. There's a saying, and it's, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. And this is true of perfectionism too. Give yourself the room that you need to do art badly, or to program something that is a mess of spaghetti code behind the scenes, but at least on the surface it works. You need that room, and you should give yourself the room to do that for a few reasons you'll see more progress than you otherwise would. And when you come back to the spaghetti code later because you inevitably need to modify something, now you have the full understanding of why the way you did it isn't the best. And you will never forget that problem. You know what you don't remember in two, three, five years, whatever? The things you got perfect on the first try. Those are the things you don't remember in the future. You're going to remember the mistakes. So I'm not saying do things badly on purpose. I'm saying Give yourself breathing room to make mistakes. That's all. Let's talk about the next thing, imposter syndrome. And in my experience, this is something that every single person in this industry is going to feel at some point, which it's the feeling that you're literally, it's like you're an imposter. You're just pretending. But in reality, you have no idea what you're doing. And at any moment, like a real game developer might find out and call you out or judge you or tell people that you're a fraud. It's a really horrible feeling. And everyone has insecurities in their own talents and abilities. You just need to be aware that you will experience this and that it's not the truth, okay? You're not a fraud. You're just learning. If you make a mistake, you're going to find a solution. You might have to remind yourself that you are smart and that you are resourceful and that there's nothing for anyone to quote-unquote find out in the first place. You're doing your best work, just like all the other game developers out there. You might just be less experienced than some of them. Just be honest about where you're at and don't pretend to be an expert if you're not. 
people can see through it anyways, and it really adds to the imposter syndrome if that's what you're doing. It's really easy to believe that everyone else knows more than you do, especially online. Oh my god, especially online. And especially when you're a self-taught game developer, because a lot of your beginner exposure is going to be from places like YouTube videos, where you're following along with someone who seems like they just have the solution to absolutely everything already stored in their brain. And this can kind of stick with you a little bit, but the reality of the situation that these guys that you're watching, you know, if, you, if you're learning the Unity game engine, like Blackthorn Prod, Tarot Dev, Jason Weinman, Code Monkey, these are all the people that you'll probably be watching. And they all took a lot of time preparing these tutorials and doing research and making sure they knew exactly what to do before they recorded their videos. I make tutorials as well. I do plenty. I do a whole dry run on a tutorial without recording before I actually record the video just to make sure that I know what I'm doing and just to make sure that I've worked out all the kinks. No one has all the answers all the time, and that's okay. A true expert is someone who knows how to learn and knows how to solve a problem with the knowledge that they have. And a true expert is always learning, and they're willing to learn from someone else as well. If you're showing up and trying things, then you're doing awesome. Okay, needing to research, asking for help on forums and Discord servers and things like that, and redoing bad code, bad design and art, it's all a part of the process of making games. And that process is how you learn, that process is how you get better. And all the people you are learning from have already been through this process or are still going through this process. They don't have anything that you don't have. And they very likely felt exactly the way that you're feeling right now many, many times over. All right, so. The next thing, comparing yourself to others. Don't do it. <laughs> Just don't. Comparing yourself to others, it's the worst thing that you can possibly do. If you are a reasonable and intelligent person with a goal of making a video game, let me ask you this from a logical perspective. What purpose does comparing your game to another game serve? How does that help you? Your mind is not going to be your friend here if you're doing this, okay? It's going by default, it's going to try to find all the little things about the other game that's better than yours and it will make you feel like shit about yours. It's human nature to compare yourself to other people, all right? So <laughs> don't feel bad that you're doing it, it's hard not to, but it's only going to demotivate you. Hollow Knight is one of my greatest sources of inspiration, and I gotta tell you, Playing that game through the eyes of a developer is really painful because my brain is constantly telling me how there's no way that I could ever make a game that is even remotely as good as that game. Now, whether that is true or not doesn't really matter. What matters is the reality that there are going to be games out there that are better than yours. There just will be. There always will be. There are game developers out there who have honed their craft and their skills a lot more than you have. So what? Make your game anyways many people are still going to love it. All right, let's talk about the next thing, unrealistic expectations. And we're talking about in terms of your time and your productivity, okay? There's something to be said for planning and trying to organize yourself. I would never, ever, ever go against that. It's very helpful. I love lists and dates and planning and all that good stuff, okay? But when you fall drastically behind a schedule that you have set for yourself, and you will if you're making games, ask any game developer how long they need to finish their project. It's always a few more months, always. Wait that amount of time and ask them again, you're going to get the same answer a few more months, a few more months. Honestly, it's hard to plan how long making a game will take, and it almost always takes twice as long as you think it's going to. There's an infinite number of things that you can't account for that will slow you down. 
When I was making the map system for our Metroidvania game, Veil of Maya, there was just one little task on the to-do list for it to be completely done, which was the ability to add pins onto the map. So what I want is, I want players, if they stumble across a secret that they can't access yet, I want them to be able to open up their map and place a pin on the map at that location so that they can return to that area later with a new ability and be able to get whatever they couldn't reach before. Now, I estimated that I needed an hour to accomplish this. I ran into some problems, and long story short, it took me three whole workdays to get everything working properly for this system. Thought it would take an hour. It took me three days. You cannot account for this kind of stuff. So by all means, plan, make timelines, set goals, but just go into it knowing that some things are going to take longer than you expected. And those things will stack up. Don't let it discourage you. Okay. This is part of the creative process and it's normal. Even AAA companies, they constantly, you hear about it all the time. They constantly have to delay their launches because their games aren't ready. It's just a part of the game of making games. All right, let's talk about another thing, giving into your mood. Okay, and I, I am talking about your bad mood, giving into it. Everyone needs breaks and time off and all that stuff. But here's the thing. There is needing a break to recuperate and come back at your best. And then there's just giving into your resistance when you don't feel like working on your game. Okay, every artist is going to experience resistance to working on their creative pursuit, whatever it is. It's human nature to resist things that have the potential to scare us or make us feel like we're not good enough. Don't give into that mood. Don't give into that resistance. Every single time that you tell yourself that you're going to do something and you don't do it, you lose a little trust in yourself. If you can't trust yourself to follow through, then you're really just you're not setting yourself up for success. Okay, you need to be able to trust that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. Respect yourself enough to sit down and do the work if that's what you told yourself you were going to do. Call it discipline, call it follow through, just whatever. Do the things that you say you're going to do. There's always going to be excuses, there's always going to be hardships, there's always going to be days where you just don't feel motivated and you just don't feel like doing the work. Always. Those days never go away. But here's the biggest problem of all with giving into that mood. And I've seen it dozens and dozens of times with various YouTubers, and I've done it many, many times myself. So I know from experience when I say the longer that you do not touch your project, the easier it is to give up on it and move on to another project. If you shelf something for a few months, it's so easy to just move on to something else. The grass always seems greener on the other side. If you're like knee deep in a project right now, the idea of a new project is probably going to get that like electricity running again. Because every time you start a new game, there's this infatuation stage where you really, really fall in love with it, where all the creative juices are flowing and it almost feels like adrenaline. New projects, they always feel like that. And then at some point, they stop feeling like that and they start to feel like work and they all feel like work eventually. So if you want to start like a little side project to keep you motivated, go for it. If you think that that's not going to distract you from your main project, but as long as you don't quit your main project, if you need some time off, for a vacation or whatever, take it. Everybody needs breaks. But do not let months go by where you don't touch your project because when that much time goes by, it's all going to look really unfamiliar and your flow with that project is just gone and you don't know where you left off and it just feels like a mess and you really just, you're not going to know what to do with it. So do yourself a favor and stay familiar with your project by working on it regularly. If you love this episode and you haven't already left a rating and review, please consider doing that now because it really helps the podcast grow and reach more awesome people like yourself. Thanks so much. Bye.